It's Michael Popak in Legal AF. I want to give you a primer so that you understand it's Judgment Day on Friday against Donald Trump in the New York civil fraud case brought by Letitia James, the New York Attorney General, presided over by Judge Angoron. 11 weeks of trial, a uh, closing argument that was over a month ago, and now we're ready for the judgment. We thought it was coming a couple of weeks ago. I want to tell you why I believe it's going to be over $500 million, what that means for Donald Trump's financial empire, his ability to pay that, and the $83.5 million judgment that's already been rendered against him, verdict, in the uh, E. Jean Carroll defamation punitive damage civil rape case. And I'm going to tell you, in re- so that you're prepared, how to respond to people that have Donald Trump's talking points about the judgment, the judge, and the New York Attorney General. I'm going to do it all in this hot take. Let's start with what's going to happen on Friday. Judge Angoron, we thought, was going to come out with this order about two weeks ago, but two shoes had to drop first, apparently. He wanted the report from the monitor uh, who he, he had put in place, uh, former federal judge Barbara Jones, and her reporting about whether Uh, The Trump organization's been on its best behavior over the last uh, 14 months or not, or whether they're still violating and committing fraud with lack of controls and other issues about transfers that would indicate that they have not learned their lesson. He got that report already, and it was a low C at best, almost a failing grade for Donald Trump's organization, that they're still, even in spite of this lawsuit, are still potentially committing fraud and don't have proper lack of controls or people in place to catch such fraud. That is going to weigh heavily on the mind of the judge as he enters his ruling. That's one. Secondly, there's been reporting, and the judge is trying to get to the bottom of it, as to whether Alan Weisselberg, who is a co-conspirator defendant with Donald Trump in the fraud case, committed perjury, lied under oath, which is a crime, and whether the lawyers allowed him to uh, lie under oath during his testimony. You'll recall, or I'll tell you straight here, that when Alan Weisselberg, the disgraced felon of a chief financial officer for Donald Trump, took the stand, if it was a fact that would have hurt Donald Trump, he conveniently forgot it and had amnesia. If it was a fact that helped Donald Trump, he conveniently remembered it. Now we know why. Look, prosecutors have been questioning Alan Weisselberg's ability to tell the truth for a long time, dating back to Stormy Daniels when the federal prosecutors were investigating Uh, Michael Cohen and Donald Trump at that time. So it's no surprise that there's reporting that the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which is the criminal prosecutors in New York, are looking at whether um, and and to charge Alan Weisselberg with perjury, which would be another crime. He's already gone to jail once, got convicted of tax fraud. This would be his second two-time loser. He'd go to jail for a longer period of time unless he's cooperating. This is another data point for Judge Angoron. Let's talk about what this case and the judgment will be about. First of all, it's going to be about fraud, and that's all it's about. The judge already ruled on summary judgment before the start of the trial in October that there was uh, the New York Attorney General made out her proof and had already proved as a matter of law that the Trump organization, Donald Trump and others, for at least a five-year period, committed persistent fraud in the operation of their business. That's a summary judgment finding. The only thing left is the last six counts, all about fraud. The big difference is those counts go to materiality and whether there is reliance. So um, having already proved persistent fraud once, having already proved persistent fraud once, the question is now having heard for weeks of testimony and evidence whether 
this judge, who is the trier of fact without a jury, is going to find six more counts of fraud, fraud in financial records, fraud in business records, fraud in financial statements, fraud in insurance practice and conspiracies around those things against Donald Trump, Eric, Eric Trump, Don Jr. and the rest. So that's what the case is about. Based on the evidence, there's no doubt in my mind that the judge is going to find at least four or five more counts of fraud to have been proven. So we have that. Now we get to the amount of the judgment. The amount of the judgment has been reported that the New York Attorney General is seeking $370 million worth of what's called disgorgement. These are not damages. These are um, the amount of ill-gotten gains that were um, earned by Donald Trump and his organization in committing fraud, right? Having an unlevel playing field. This is money that it's ripped away from them as ill-gotten gains. We call that disgorgement. That's separate from damages during the five or six year period that's at issue. If they disgorge the full $370 million, he also owes prejudgment interest, which in New York is 9% compounded year after year, meaning this judgment could well it exceed 550 to $570 million. That's money that Donald Trump's got to come up with. And even if he tries to appeal, he's going to have to post a bond of several hundred million dollars, plus pay the um, $83.5 million judgment for E. Jean Carroll. That's a lot of cash. Hold that point. We'll go into where he gets that cash from if he can next. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you have no idea where it's going? Well, I certainly do. It's all those zillions of subs subscriptions that you have. And think about it between streaming services, fitness, fitness apps, delivery services, parenting apps, it's endless. And I'm the most guilty of this. So I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on. And let me tell you, it was eye-opening. And I had them cancel the ones I didn't want anymore. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. Thank goodness. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash legal AF. That's rocketmoney.com slash legal AF. So that's the judgment. But in addition to that, um, the judge has already ruled that the organizations, the entities uh, of the Trump organization and those around it should be dissolved by a monitor, put out of business, almost like in bankruptcy and liquidated. That is uh, up on appeal, but I doubt he's going to win there. So this judgment could lead to the following. Donald Trump... Eric, Don Jr., and two or three other executives being put out of business in the state of New York forevermore, lifetime, related to transacting any business, being an officer or director of any New York corporation, um, ever transacting a real estate loan or a real estate transaction in New York. They're done. They're going to have to go to Florida, go to Nevada, go to Texas, go somewhere else more friendly to them and reincorporate, but leave their money behind. Because the judgment's going to be, we're talking $500 million or more in a judgment. We're going to know that number on Friday. He's going to have to post a bond, but the bond will be a couple hundred million dollars because his financial statements are have been or judged already to be fraudulent. So what bonding company is going to lend on his personal say-so or on his financial statements? They're going to want money. Where does that money come from? 
That's going to have to come from the liquidation of assets, the sale of assets by Donald Trump. He's got about four to five hundred million dollars in the bank, at least his companies. Not that doesn't include his personal assets. Even if he used all of his cash, which leaves him with zero in the bank, he'd still be short based on these numbers. So he's going to have to sell something. But in order to sell something, he's going to have to get the provision of the monitor because the monitor is still in place, court ordered by Judge Angoron. You see how this is uh, playing out? And where is he going to get the extra money to pay for his presidential campaign? Yes, it's a sucker's bet. He constantly separates his his uh, sucker con uh, uh, supporters from their money. He's very good at that. But we're talking several hundred million dollars that's got to go towards his legal expenses and legal fees. He's burning through at least 10 to $15 million a month in legal fees for all of the cases that we talk about on Legal AF. So you see how, you know, this last Waterloo moment is Friday with the judgment. Once we get the judgment and all of its ramifications from the equitable remedies, the dissolution of the company, the barring and banning of Donald Trump and his other kids and executives from ever serving in office in New York again uh, in a business, uh, preventing him from taking out loans from New York charter banks, taking out uh, doing real estate deals in New York. He's done and dusted in New York. That's why he's reached out and attacked in social media. New York Attorney General Letitia James, always blaming the prosecutor or the attorney general for his, his criminality, his fraud, and Judge Angoron. Let me explain a couple of things so you're ready with little note cards in your palm when your friends and family and others may try to use Donald Trump's talking points. First of all, Donald Trump says in a social media post that... Um, I didn't get a fair trial. Uh, I, uh, I, I should have gotten a jury trial. Wrong. New York law does not provide for a jury trial when the equitable remedy of disgorgement and under um, this power of the New York Attorney General to bring a persistent fraud case under her executive powers and her executive law powers does not require a jury trial. You can ask for a jury trial, but Alina Haba, the lawyer who handled the case mostly for Donald Trump in the beginning, didn't ask for a jury trial. She wouldn't have gotten it. She would have had to taken that up on appeal. It's an extraordinary circumstance to get a... Um, a uh, jury trial for a disgorgement and a civil fraud case, but she could have asked, but she never did. So she waived that argument. So he has no one to blame but his own lawyer for the fact that he doesn't have a jury trial. But as a side note, he wouldn't have gotten a jury trial anyway. So we're left with the with the bench trial, the judge trial. Judge trial went just fine. There's not a witness that Donald Trump tried to put on that he wasn't allowed. In, in addition to that, Judge Angoron bent over backwards and let him have let Trump have four experts who had no knowledge and no expertise in any area that related to the case at all, just so Donald Trump wouldn't have an appellate issue. Sure, you want to have experts? Go ahead. And then he heard from them and said, I don't think any of them are worth the uh, piece of paper their diplomas are written on on these issues. And uh, but but they're in the record if that's what you wanted. Then Donald Trump was able to put on whatever witnesses he want. He's the one that decided he wasn't going to testify again on behalf of his own case. He was called in the New York attorney general's side of the case in cross-examination mode, but he could have testified in his own case in chief, and he said he didn't want to. So he had an opportunity to testify, and he didn't. He didn't even have Eric Trump take the stand again. Weisselberg, we've already talked about, he's a perjurer, or at least an alleged perjurer. 
So whoever could have helped Donald Trump had full opportunity, including Donald Trump, to testify on his own behalf. But yet he didn't do it. And then there's no piece of paper. There's no evidence that was excluded that Donald Trump wanted to put in. He got experts that, that weren't uh, experts in the area that was required. He got document all thousands of pages of exhibits in. He could have put on any witness he want. He got the lawyer of his choice. He just doesn't like the judge or the uh, New York attorney general. Well, that, I'm sorry about that, but that's not the requirement of due process, that you like who you're being prosecuted by or who's bringing the case against you. So all the social media huffing and puffing is all for nothing. Let's be frank. This is a well-constructed, this will be a well-constructed judgment based on 11 weeks of trial testimony, dozens and dozens of witnesses evaluated by the judge uh, sitting as the sole arbiter of the um of the uh, of the issues here, applying the law to the facts, uh, looking at thousands of exhibits, and rendering his judgment. We're going to follow what happens this week. This is a pivotal week, as I've said in another hot take for Donald Trump. You've got, for instance, you know Monday he appeared in uh, Florida and faced Judge Cannon for the first time since he appointed her. You know he's got a, a, a on Thursday we've got a, a jury trial being set in the Stormy Daniels case. In New York, we've got McAfee in the judge in Georgia deciding whether the indictment is going to be dismissed in Georgia or not. And we got Judge Mershon deciding whether the Stormy Daniels case is going to be dismissed or not. So it's a big week for Donald Trump and for justice. We'll follow it here on Legal AF, only on the Midas Touch Network and on hot takes just like this one. So until my next hot take, until my next Legal AF, this is Michael Popak reporting. Love this video? Make sure you stay up to date on the latest breaking news and all things Midas by signing up to the Midas Touch newsletter at MidasTouch.com newsletter.